You're listening to the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I'm your host, Elijah Carbajal. Let's get started. Good morning, everyone. Well, it's a good morning as I record. Um, so maybe good evening or good night or whatever time of day it is. Uh, but welcome. I hope that you guys are doing well. Thank you for being here and listening to episode four of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. I am your host, Elijah Carbajal, a fourth grade teacher out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. On this podcast, it's about all things educational, even if it doesn't quite seem educational. I'm going to find a way to bring it back around. Uh, Shut Up and Teach is not about, you know, ignoring your problems or faking that positive mindset. No, in fact, I want you to take care of your situations and any problems you're facing. Please take care of yourself. Uh, Know that that's ultimately what's most important. Um, but don't take, you know, don't do it in front of your kids and definitely don't take your problems out on them. Um, well, I'm back. I have another reflection for you. This episode is called the hunger. Um, and I'll talk to you a little bit about what that's all about. Um, I've been listening to a lot of different music, uh, lately, especially over the multiple shutdowns that our state has gone through this year due to, uh, the coronavirus. Um, There's a particular artist that I've been studying and following. Now, when I say studying, I mean like studying, like analyzing lyrics, like listening to music. Does the music match the lyrics? Does, you know, is his inflection in his voice match the music? You know, how does he use the metaphors? Um, What references to pop culture and other artists does this artist use? Um, Everything, everything I can study, I've been studying. Now, in my studies, I've seen over this artist's career about twice, at least from what I've seen, twice, where the public kind of looked at him as sort of washed up. You know, he's, he's done, his career's over, out of the game, he's not relevant anymore, whatever. Now, that artist could have easily just given up and listened to the naysayers, just could have listened to the haters and all that. And you know, really looked at it and said, you know, maybe I am, maybe I'm just off my game. Like maybe it's time to retire and quit, hang up that, you know, hang it up. But this artist dug deep and the music on the albums that followed those two seasons in this artist's career is absolutely phenomenal. Like some of his very best work, the music is aggressive. It's, you know, it's kind of what I call that you know, that in your face slash I'm still the man slash I've got something to prove slash I'm bringing my best music. Like it's that type of music. It's just really great. Now I would hope, because again, I said it's about all things educational, even if it doesn't seem educational. So I'm bringing it back around. I would hope that teaching isn't like the music industry in the sense that we're, you know, other teachers are just writing other teachers off. Like, oh, that teacher's done. They're washed up. They're no good anymore. You know, I hope that we aren't giving up on our fellow teachers. You know, I hope that we're doing the opposite. I hope that we're trying to build teachers up instead. Um, The industry and the music industry, it's also very competitive. So I would hope, again, that teachers aren't competing against each other, you know, especially in order just to gain status and recognition on Twitter. Like, that's not what this is about. We're in it for the kids. Honestly, the only people we need to be competing with is is truly ourselves those are the only like we're in competition to be better but it's not better than the teacher next door it's not better than the teacher you know that we see on twitter or on social media it's to be better than the teacher that was in our classroom yesterday that's who we're in competition with 
But listen, there's a lesson that I want to take away from this artist, and that's the artist's hunger, all right? His hunger to prove that he still has it, that he's still a force to be reckoned with, that he's, you know, that, you know, he's not, he's not done. You know, his hunger, his dedication, his hard work, it's all certainly admirable. The lyrics um, that he writes even kind of reveals some of his admission, like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, you know, I'm not at my best. I'm off my game a little bit and I need to bring it. Those lyrics, even just that and the way that the artist sings those just reveals kind of his dedication and his hunger. Like I may have fallen off, but I'm not done. Now I connect with this artist because he embraces the shut up and teach mentality, even though I know he hasn't heard of me. He doesn't have a clue who I am. He doesn't know who the podcast is all about or the hashtag shut up and teach, but he still kind of embraces that. The shut up and teach mentality is really this. It's about bringing your best to your job. So it's it's not just about, hey, don't fake a positive mindset and like, hey, don't bring your negative attitude. It's also about don't bring, don't bring your don't bring your second best when you know you can absolutely do your first best, like your absolute best. You know, that's what shut up and teach is is all about as well it's about not accepting second best when we know we can and should do more it's about accepting only our best when our best isn't enough or excuse me it's about accepting only our best and when our best isn't enough we dig deep to develop new strengths and overcome adversity just like this artist did so here's the question have you as a teacher ever had to come to grips with the fact that maybe you've lost a little bit of your fire? Have you realized that maybe you are the one that's off on your game, that it's, it's not the kids, it's not the school, it's not the parents, it's not the learning environment that you're in. It's, it's you. Have you had to come to grips with yourself and, and look in the mirror and face the hard truth? Because I have, you know, I've had to face the truth and, you know, tell myself, you know, on, you know, multiple occasions, Hey, you're not doing all that you could. You know, I've had to tell myself to stop making excuses, you know, shut up and teach Elijah. I've had to tell myself that if I'm going to do this thing called teaching that I have to do it right. You know, maybe, maybe you're listening and maybe you're a veteran teacher who's feeling burned out, you know, or you're just the teacher who's hashtag 2020 tired, right? Cause 2020 has been a lot this year. You know, trying, maybe you're trying to get that spark back. Maybe other teachers are actually saying this job ain't for you, which happens because sometimes bullies grow up to be teachers. Maybe you're in the position that I was in thinking it's time for a career change. So it was at the end of my fourth year of teaching that I was really like, I am, I am done. I'm ready to be done with teaching. I do not want to teach anymore. Um, my plan was to go back to college and get a degree in social work. Um, and, you know, I was like, I'll teach, you know, teach my way through college. And then as soon as I can get another job and switch careers, I'm doing it. And honestly, the reason was because I was in that same kind of funk that this artist was in of like, I'm not, I'm not good enough. Like, I thought I was okay. I did some okay things with my kids. I've had little moments of like, this is really great. Like teaching is the best thing I've ever done. And then by the end of that year, though, is like, nope, this is, this is just not for me. Um, so that was the plan. The plan was honestly to stop teaching. And, um, you know, that summer came around. Uh, there were some major life events that, you know, took place. 
And because the thing, the way things worked out, I decided I need to put college on hold. I'm just going to keep teaching. Um, and I was really nervous. I mean, really nervous because what does everybody fear after a really hard year of teaching? They fear repeat of the same year. And so that was my fear was like, I, you know, I just had the hardest year of my life and um, both like personally and professionally. And so it's like, I, I cannot go through this again. That That is not good for me. It's not like, I just can't do this again. And so I've that fear of like, what if this happens again, actually is kind of what drove me into this, into digging deep, you know, that led to the hunger, you know, it was like something, something has to change. If I'm going to keep doing this, I can't keep doing it the way that I've been doing it. I had something has to change. And so I dug deep. Um, I read books, I listened to podcasts, I, you know, I collaborated with colleagues I collaborated with my PLN, you know, uh, attended professional development, anything I could do to get better, you know, anything that I could really do to, you know, improve my practice, I was trying to do it. Um, you know, and I started noticing things like I was taking more risks in the classroom, I was trying new things, um, incorporating new technology, starting to build better relationships with students and families. And you know, over, you know, as I look back on that year, you know, I, I definitely struggled and I still do. Like, I don't have it all together. Like, I still don't. I'm not going to stand here and tell you guys, oh, I've got it down and these are the tips to success. No, if I did, like, I wouldn't be teaching. I'd be making a million dollars selling all my tips to you guys. But I don't have that. So, but I can look back on that year and say it was a big, it was, it was probably honestly the best year of, of teaching that I've ever had. Um, if not the best, certainly one of the best. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm saying all that not to s sound braggy or anything like, cause again, I'm, I'm not the best teacher, you know, I don't have it all together, but, you know, you know, I, I, I pushed myself, you know, and, and I did just decided, you know what, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it to, you know, at a hundred percent, I'm going to give it all. And let the, let the cards fall where they may. And it actually turned out to be a really great year. Um, I had a really great class, but I attended a lot of great professional development. I read some great books. And, you know, I would say that, you know, like that artist putting out some of his best work that year was some of the best, you know, teaching that I've done. Um, you know, I lived through that experience. And sometimes I still find myself, though, in those same situations, you know, not not necessarily burned out, not necessarily afraid, but like, you know, just tired, you know, I'm like, you know, I've been virtual teaching, you know, and, and I'm tired of being on a screen, you know, I'm tired of some of my lessons falling flat, like, oh, man, like, I, you know, I finished the lesson, I'm like, man, that could have been better, this could have been better, like, you know, I'm tired of any kind of mediocrity that lies within me, and maybe you find yourself in the same position. And if you do, then it's time to drop your comeback album. So what does this look like? Well, I'd say that it's always a good place to start by naming specifically what is bringing you down. Like what's the problem? Um, so that's where we're going to start. We're going to start actually. So if you're taking notes, you can jot down like three P's. And the first one is the problem. What is the problem? What's holding you back? Name it. I want you to name it right now. Like write it out if you're taking notes. Maybe you're just saying it out loud to yourself. Maybe it's just in your head, but name it. 
Is it boring lessons? Is it lack of participation and engagement? Is it poor classroom management, time management? Is it um, a lack of follow through? Like whatever that is for you, I want you to name it so you can start to develop a plan of attack. Okay. So this is like the music. We've, we're developing the music to your album. We're and that's, you know, naming what's going on. What's the problem? Second P is when we develop a plan. Okay. So now it's time to write the lyrics to the song. Okay. We've got the music. We're writing the lyrics now. So the issue is, let's say poor classroom management. Okay. What's the song? What's the comeback song going to sound like? Is it a book that you read like Teach Like a Pirate? Or is it, you know, a training on classroom management? You know, what professional development are you planning to take? Um, I would say find the plan that best fits your learning style. So if it's a podcast, listen to podcasts. If it's, you know, going to a professional development, do that. If it's reading a book, if it's, you know, observing teachers in your school, like whatever that plan is, like whatever it is that works for you, stick to that. You know, I'm not going to tell you to do this and do this and do this, like find the plan that works best for you and stick to that. Um, now that you've got the music, you've got the lyrics, right? Name the problem, develop the plan. It's time for the last P and that's sing the song, put it into practice. So the comeback song is honestly only great if it's actually sung. The PD only works if you work it. New strategies are only effective when they are executed. You can't read the book and put it down and forget what you read, right? I think the Bible talks about like going and looking into a mirror, walking away and forgetting what you look like. Like you got to you got to reflect on it. You you have to actually reflect and then put it into practice. Um some of the best uh, advice that I've been given when it comes to professional development, pick one thing. Pick one takeaway. You're looking for one takeaway that you can put into practice tomorrow. Um, and, and make sure you actually put it into practice, though. Don't say, oh, yeah, I can, I can easily do this tomorrow, and then don't do it. You have to have some follow through. So, um, so we've got the lyrics, got the music, and we're singing the song. Now, again, think of that process as like those three Ps, you know, the problem, the plan, and practice. So listen, no matter what your status is, whether you're off your game or not, whether you're burned out or not, whatever, whether it's your first year of teaching, whether you've been in the game for 20 or 30 years, whatever, there's always room for some growth. And you're going to find times where you are feeling like, you know, you're like, you're not on top of the mountain anymore. You're going to feel down in the valley and you're going to have to write that comeback song and, you know, come back even stronger. You know, don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to put that in, you know, to, to write that song. Don't be afraid to do the work. The work is going to make you a better teacher and it's going to make you better for your kids. Your kids are going to appreciate it. So look, you can find it deep down. You can find that comeback song, but we have to stay hungry. We have to stay hungry enough to push ourselves to learn more and to be better. We have to be hungry enough to better our engagement strategies or whatever it is. And honestly, if you're not hungry, if you don't feel that drive anymore and you're like, I've been in the game now for so long and I just don't have that drive. I don't have that passion anymore. And it is time to get out of the game. Then that's fine too. Like everybody's going to reach that point where it's like, I need to, I need to step out. I get that. But 
maybe you still enjoy teaching. Maybe you're like, I, I still want to do this, but I just, I'm, I'm struggling to find the drive, the energy, the, you know, whatever it is, you know, this is falling short. This is the problem, whatever it is, you have what it takes and there's help out there for you, whatever it is, name it, you know, identify the problem, you know, write out a plan, get a plan in place and put it into practice. And your comeback song is going to be tremendous. Now, that's all I have for this episode. I want to thank you so much for listening. And I hope, hope, hope that you enjoyed this. Please feel free to share this with a friend and a colleague. Um, Give it a review on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at at Carba Eli. You can also find me if you search the hashtag shut up and teach. That's all for now. Please take care. Be safe this holiday. Happy holidays to everyone. Um, And hey, enjoy your break. It's totally okay if you don't do any work over the Christmas break. All right. I know we're talking about shut up and teach, dive in, make a plan and all that. But listen, honestly, it's called a break for a reason. You can take your break and not do any work and still be an effective and awesome teacher. So listen, I love you guys. Take care. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with a friend or on social media. I always welcome feedback, so be sure to leave a comment about your thoughts on this episode. Until next time.